Now, I'm going to tell this Pastor Tanyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. Man, it has been some of the, woo, <laughs> I've seen so much this week. And I have been, as you can see, very quiet. God had to change some things as, you know, for me, I don't know about you, but I'm less on the phone and more in prayer, less in people's faces, more in trying to figure out what God has for me in this season. And I think that to me personally, when you are not always on the phone, but talking to God, you know, you have that more interaction, that more uh, self-assurance, that more, that just calm and peace. And I don't know about you, but that's how I I have been this this whole entire time. And I think also too, just to figure out some things and kind of calm down. I mean, there has been some things that are going on in my life as well as your life is personal. And, you know, I didn't mean to take this time off like this, but with all of, even with the homework and the assignments and everything else, God has been impressing on me a lot of things. And I just thought, man, you know, um, with this podcast, you know, I had to talk about some things and discuss and be like, wait a minute, you know, is this what, you know, I need to do in my walk with Christ. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes we as, you know, believers, we need to be able to make sure that we're doing what God says do. And as sure enough, like just being able to know that people are listening and not just listening to me, but what God is putting into me or pouring into me is, is huge. So to me, to all my listeners, even if you're just new to my podcast or to the ones that's been with me for a long time, I appreciate you giving me this time to figure out what I need to put in and, you know, talking to God and, you know, just sometimes I have to give my mind a rest because sometimes we as believers, we go through so much and we don't tap in into what God wants you to do. So sometimes it's peaceful and then sometimes it's chaotic, but I know for a fact that God is in it, you know, in all of it. And with everything that's going on with the, with the fire that happened in, um, the state of, um, uh, Hawaii with, um, Maui, you know, my condolences to like, it has almost been a one year anniversary here for what happened with Itaewon with the people that passed away here. I mean, it's a lot of things that go through my my mind and my heart. And I've been able to celebrate two birthdays, you know, with my husband and with my my oldest daughter. I mean, it's just a lot of things that melt over me. Like, you know, you know how when you're just in the ocean and waves wash over you or just in the pool or, you know, any body of water and you sit there and you, you know, submerge yourself into it, it washes over you. So to me, I like to live in moments 
And I know that sometimes, you know, as the body of Christ, you are, and even as a human being, just to be there with your family, your, your, your husband, your, your, your children, and even as they, and even if you have pets, just to immerse yourself for a little while into talking to them and, you know, just sometimes having heavy discussions or sometimes just having a funny discussion, just some of those things, they wash over me. And I'm learning that, you know, every time that God placed that, that part of me in me and, you know, in them, I got to take that moment. And I don't know about you, and maybe this is just for me, but I wanted to take that moment and just kind of reflect on everything that I've been through this past uh, year and just to know that God is still there and he's not just somewhere. He's here. He's present. I'm grateful for him being on the throne, despite all the things that I've seen, all the things that I've heard, know, you know, seen with my own eyes. God is still on the throne. Amen. So he is impressing on me. And I have been kind of looking at this and, you know, analyzing this, but it rest assured, it vibrated um, the volumes in my heart and in my mind. We have the Bible to, you know, teach us the lesson or be the lesson and not us be the lesson. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We have the Bible to teach us or be the lesson that we need, but not us be the lesson. Okay. And I was talking about a little bit on my Facebook and I was talking about how Lot's wife and how she was so immersed in it. But I wanted to kind of like take a step back for just a few. And I want to go into this and give you a whole lot of more of what I was thinking and what God was downloading into me. And that we have choices we make every day. And I mean, whether it's whatever you eat, whether you, whether you have clothing, um, you know, what type of job position you're going to have, uh, you know, how are you going to raise your children? How are you going to be able to parent or co-parent or what have you? You have a, all these different decisions that you make. And even with the decision that her husband made between Abram, Ham, and Lot spoke volumes right then and there. And I understand that Abraham and Lot and, you know, Sarai uh, became Sarah later on. His wife came from, you know, a different land. But I want to get into this because it does give you a whole lot more uh, diverse understanding and interpretation of how you, the mindset can be able to switch at any moment because you've been dwelling in a certain place all this time. Amen. And I want us to start in Genesis and it says the 18th chapter and the 16th verse. And the men 
Oh, before I, before I forget, this is the King James Version. Please grab your Bibles, and I prefer the paperback. And also get you, you know, pen and paper, journal if you have it, so that we can be able to go through this. Amen. Well, let's start. It's Genesis 18th uh, chapter, and it's the 16th verse. And the men rose up from hence and looked towards Solomon, excuse me, and looked towards Solomon. And Abraham went from them to bring them on the way. 17 verse, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? 18 verse, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord might bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Now, we are talking about how God has been able to bring promises on his servant Abraham. You remember Abraham, the one that had... He is the father of many nations. He is the one that, you know, had uh, two children and one out of wedlock and one in wedlock. But God took care of both. Now, let's go into how a lot of, and this is after all of this and uh, how Abraham mindset is towards Solomon. And it says here, let's go. And it says that verse 20, and the Lord said, because the cry of Solomon and Gomorrah is great. And because their sin is very grievous. Whew. Grievous means to yearn to have an alt towards. I mean, a really, it's just, it's, it's so loud. It is so in your face how they were sinning at that time that it became such a violation. And think about if you have like a flashing red light in front of your face. And usually um, the flashing red lights, especially on a road for us means that, you know, you should not go there. You should detour. You should um, not be on that road. Either it's flooded or something happened or uh, the police cars were out there. Something went wrong. And that's how it was for Solomon and Gomorrah. That's how the sin was so great that it, you know, uh, it it really stuck into God and how these people can blatantly do this in his face. Let me say that one more time for people to back. Oof. Oof. I said, okay. And it's not okay, but it's the fact that, you know, it hits you. And it's like your children are, after you have told them several times to clean up their room and their room has not been appropriately cleaned up 
It's in your face. It's blatant. It's something that you know you have to address on a daily basis. That's how bad the sin was in Solomon and Gomorrah. Verse 21, and I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. And if not, I will know. Verse 22, and the men turned their faces from hence and went toward Solomon. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. 23rd verse, and Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Y'all come on now. 24th verse, pre-avenge there be 50 righteous there within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the filth 50 righteous, excuse me, that are therein? 25th verse, that be far from thee to do after this matter, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Verse 26, and the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Do you understand? Abraham is contending with the Lord to spare Sodom for the ones that are righteous in the nation. Let me say that one more time. Does that not sound like Jesus? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. He's contending. He's he's asking questions. He's he's honestly putting his whole entire being into a conversation that pertains to the people there and that the ones that dwell there, even if just, I mean, just presume God, just, you know, we let, let's, let's, let's talk God. Let, let's please reason. If there are only, there are 50 of them in that city, will you not destroy it? And the Lord said that he will not destroy for their sake. Do you understand? That because of who God is in us, God's not going to destroy the nation for because he sees what we're doing. The ones that are the believers, the ones that are contending and trying to do what's right. Y'all don't hear me though. And this ain't even on my notes, man. But I'm just saying. God sits there and he sees what's going on and he sees what's going on in the nation. And because of us, the believers, the one that are truly living for him, he stops and he pauses and he says, I cannot destroy this nation. See, I understand that we know what sin is and God is sitting up here and looking and, 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 and trying to view and see who is of him and who is not of him. Y'all don't hear me though. This ain't even in my notes. This ain't even in my notes, but listen, latch on to this. You hold on to this. 
See, that's the thing. God is looking for the people that are called of him and have given up the world and the lust of therein and all the things that's been going on and want to continue living for him. He he doesn't want anything else but our obedience. And at the same exact time, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, that shit get it out. Do you understand? Abraham had to sit there and said, let me just presume God. Let me just assume if there's 50. Y'all don't hear me though. See, the lesson we have with him is that, do you understand? He knows what's going to happen because he sees what's going on and he sees how they've been defiling everything in God's path and how they've been able to do things that are unmentionable in, in the nighttime and then have it during the daytime. Do you understand? That's gotta be a lot for someone to have a human being to know all of the sins that they've been doing, but yet and still the ones that have been righteous, he wants to sit there and say, Lord, please, if there be 50 in the land that are doing what you say, that are holy, living holy and doing what you say, God, please spare the whole entire lot. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Don't hear me. See, there is something about when God sits there and I'm talking about the one that's the Elohim, the El Shaddai, the only, only Alpha and the Omega. I'm talking about the one that created me and you and giving us breath, Ignapaneo. That's giving us breath every day that when we get up in the morning and when we go to bed at night, he's the one that's preserving us and keeping us and healing us and making sure we have food on the table, shoes on our feet, clothes on our backs, that one. Now, let me tell you something. When I sat there and I read how it is for Abraham, do you understand? That the United States, y'all need to hear it. And every other nation that ain't serving God. Do you understand that the reason why God is still being able to be seen in the land is because he's given us mercy and grace to get it right. And we need to take this time to get it right. We're supposed to be learning from the Bible. The lessons we supposed to have, not us be the lesson. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't care. Hear me, president. Hear me, vice president. Hear me from the blue house to the white house on today. From Korea to United States, we should not be the lesson. We should be the lesson to learn from and not the lesson that God has to be able to punish. Y'all don't, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all distinctively don't hear me. Do you see how many times that now we're having to see in the United States, they're sitting up here giving out fake meat in order to get people sick, to put things into the water in New York City, to see so many different obstacles and so many avenues because people have it in their ideology mind to be able to shrink the population. 
But do you understand that we have a God that looks on high and sees down where we're at and says, not, not, not so, not, uh, that's not, no, that's my child. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do what I think you're going to, no, uh, you're not. I'm going to stop it immediately. Now, let me, let me, let me calm down because, mm, mm. And see, I love how Abraham had the humility and the humbleness and the, I mean, that's humanity to speak and say, Lord, if it be 50, and yes, you can go back and read some more and we're going to skip through it a little bit, but I mean, just paraphrasing, if it's going to be 50, if it's going to be 10, if it's going to be five, if it's going to be one. God, can you spare them? And I'm telling you, do you understand? See, every time I was little, and I would say my first time in college, and I was with a friend of mine, and we went to church and everything else. But you heard the evangelism speaking out in the courtyards and talking about God and everything else. And this person um, that spoke to me was like, well, I can't, I don't know if I could ever do that. But to me, I thought it was the most boldest thing because this person is out there every day speaking about God and they would mock them and say this and say that to them. But do you understand that being able to stand up and proclaim the truth has become like water. It is very, very limited. Let me say that one more time and the people in the back. If you're speaking truth, do you understand a lot of demons, a lot of people are that's working for the enemy is mad at you because you're doing what God says do. Keep doing what God says do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Because I had to get used to people not liking me. I had to get used to um, being the only person that would speak up in the whole entire situation because I knew what was right and I couldn't stand by and just sit there and let it happen. Do you understand that's something that God has put in all of us. So if you see it, you say it and you know the words of how God's going to, he puts those words in your mouth to say it. Yes. And now everybody's like, well, love and kindness. Yes. But also at the same exact time, you need to put the fear of God in, in people. Let me say that one more time, people. To that. See, they so used to people sitting up there and not speaking the word of God, but speaking the lies or prophesying lying to them that they don't even realize the truth that God is saving them from a whole lot of mess, a whole lot of heartache, a whole lot of whole lot of psychological warfare. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all don't hear me, though. This ain't, man, this ain't even in my notes. I, I, I just, to me, to me, Abraham could have sat there and been quiet, said, hey, God, you know, um, he knew what was going on and he could have just sat there and was quiet. But he said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm going to plead with 
I'm going to plead with you, God, and I want to know. Because at the same time, those are our souls. No, you don't like what people do. No, you don't like what um, people go and do horrendous things. But at the end of the day, when God sits there and he tells you still go and you pray for them, well, God, they did this. No, you got to forgive them. And also at the same time, that's not permission for them to come back in your life. That's permission to let you heal from the inside out so that when you do see them again, they ain't no flare up. It's, hey, how you doing? And you keep it moving. Hey, it's a blessing. Keep it moving. You love them, your enemies, and you love more because they don't understand that the stuff that's going to come on them for messing with you because you've been able to do what God says do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Oh, Lord, that's health healing. When people do things to you, forgive them. And I mention a lot of things that people do to me on my podcast, and I forgive them. I mention it because I want you to know it can be mother, father, sister, brother. It can be your closest to you, cousin, what have you. It can be the ones that are supposed to be in your bloodline, but because you have been redeemed, your bloodline has changed. And a lot of times, and we're going to get into the end times things also too, they're the main ones that are going to want to turn you in and will turn you in. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The main ones that you help, they're going to turn you in because they see what God has for you. They see the blessing that's in your life. They see even they are looking for your downfall and waiting for your downfall and have told you that in your face. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. But then at the same exact time, you love them. You thank God for them. And also at the same exact time, God closes those doors. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God closes doors on or he honestly closes the doors and he shifts them away from you. Why y'all? Oh man. Hmm. He closes the door for you can heal and he shifts them from you in order for you can focus on him. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't know who I'm talking to. And I know I was, you know, I, I'm partially talking to myself because As many times I've seen this happen and you don't want it to happen, but so many prayers of, you know, you've got to be really, really careful what you pray for. Like, God, if they, you know, if this person is not supposed to be in my life or they don't like me, they can tell me to my face. And the hardest prayer when I prayed that, God, and I was going through, I mean, I was struggling during my time and God had to, had to be able to have people 
that I thought that loved me, but really didn't love me, but was waiting for my downfall, was waiting and and calling other people and telling them in my own home. Y'all, to me, that hurt, but also at the same time, it was a wake-up call to who these people were. And then as God sat there and moved them and shift them out of my life, it made so much sense because every other time I could not let them, I would have let them stay, but God had to rebuild them in that time, in that moment, so that when my season changed, they couldn't come with me. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. I know that's like off what we're talking about, but not really because Abraham could not have Lot, his cousin, to go with him. Abraham, and before this, Abraham and Lot's uh, people became so many, paraphrasing and go back to the word of God, amen, that they had to separate. And Abraham, in so many words, paraphrasing, asked Lot, which way you want to go? And I'll go the opposite and wished him well. And that to me made a whole lot of sense. And when he did that, Abraham didn't know that when he chose what he chose, yes, Abraham knew he was going to be the father of many nations. He was going to be blessed and everything else. But also too, You are so concerned about family, but family wasn't really concerned about how they were supposed to be living, how they were supposed to be dwelling, how they were supposed to be bringing up their family so they can join you. Let me say that one more time. Man. Yes, I know God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. See, there's a difference in between when you raise your children. And how another family member raises their children. And you see the distinct difference. So much so, it bothers them. Because they see that you have been able to maneuver and do what God says do. And the blessing started coming down. Whereas hell was going over to their home. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. And... I mean, with all of that going on, with all of this, you know, God bringing things back to my remembrance, you have to pause for a moment. You really have to distinguishly sit there and say, God, you brought me a mighty long way that even the ones that have been sitting in the back that have sat there in my boat and was holding water or making water come into the boat with holes that you expose them and you move them so that I can be able to prosper. They ain't nothing but that's what nothing but God, nothing but God, nothing but God. Now, let me, as I say this, 
Let's go back into the word of God. And we're going to skip through a little bit. And then we're going to go straight into the meat and bones of what I've been talking about. Because we are supposed to know the lesson, understand the lesson, comprehend the lesson, and not be the lesson. All right? So let's go down to at least the 28th verse in pre There shall hmm, lack five of the 50 righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, if I find there 40 and live and 40, excuse me, and 40 and five, I will not destroy it. Once again, Abraham and God are speaking. 29 verse and he spake unto him yet again and said pre zoom <laughs> or pre avenge there shall be 40 found there and he said i do not i will not do it for 40 sake this is the dialogue that kept going in between in and out until 30th verse, and he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak. Pre-avenge, there shall 30 be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Do you understand how much he was pushing? How much he was pursuing, how much he was clinging on to the conversation because he wanted to make sure that even if it was five, 45, whatever number that was there that was supposed to be of God, that he would not be able to go in and destroy Sodom. And to me, if you're willing to sit there and Abraham was righteous before God and he sat there and he went and he said, you know what? Even if it's this many, this many, God, please, please, will you, I know, please don't get angry with me, but can you please, can you please, can, can you please? This is in my head, the illustration, like, you know, you, you know, you sit there and you're asking your, your parents for something. Could you please, can I please, could, can this happen for me, please? Well, I need this. Can you please, this is how I, in my head and, and, and the way that I'm, I feel like, you know, the Bible narrates it to us. It's like, you know, he is contending and he's not trying to make the Lord angry, but he's asking. And when you're righteous and living before God and doing what God says, do what did it, what did the Bible says? Ask and it shall be given. Knock and the door shall be open. Seek and you shall find. So. He's not wrong to ask. There's nothing wrong with us asking. If we've been found where God needs for us to be. But do you understand the narrative as we proceed on? It's still going. It's getting really, really bad. 
Now, let's go down to the 33rd verse. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned to his, his place. Now, let's go back up to 32. And he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet but this once. Preavuge. Ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. Then verse 33, and the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham and Abraham returned unto his place. Do you understand? Even though to me or to you as the reader, it may seem as though there is such a dialogue that is pivotal in our sight. Or it may be insignificant to you, but to God and Abraham, that's huge. In order for us to God, for us to talk to God in such a way that you got to be able to be precise. You got to be correct. You need to know your place because if Abraham didn't know his place, God could have sat there and got angry, but he didn't. He sat there, I'm not going to get angry for my child asking. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. That's, that's got to be a lot. Chapter 19. And it's Genesis. And there came two angels to Sodom at even. And Lot set. In the gate of Sodom. And Lot seeing them rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. Do you understand that even where he was living at. Even though he know the surroundings and the circumstances. Do you understand. While we're still in this world. They he knew. That. This was of God. They were of God. They were sovereign of God. They were sent by God. So he was able to sit there and recognize the two angels for who they were. Can you do the same thing? Can you discern what is a demon and what is an angel? See, we go through our our lives and we have this air about us for some of us. And we have times and spaces where it says in the Bible, you don't know who you're entertaining. You might be entertaining an angel. So we need to stay humble. We need to stay hungry for the word of God. And we need to stay in humility. And let me say that one more time for the people in the back, because I like that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We need to stay humble. To hear from God. We need to be in humility. And we need to stay hungry for the word of God. We need to stay humble. Hungry. And humility. We need to be sitting there. We ain't the best steak. Or the fastest cheetah. On the track. Not in this race. It ain't even about that. It's about you staying humble. Hungry and being 
humility, going before God, putting your face, put putting prayer, meditation, I mean discernment, all of that. Putting yourself, pushing that plate away, doing what God says do. I mean, I'm talking about the whole enchilada. Don't, don't think you the best thing on the, no, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let me say this also too. I'm not always going to be dressed up. I'm not always going to be in the fanciest stuff. I'm not going to always have the latest clothes. I'm not going to always have the latest car. I'm not going to always have the latest this or that. But do you understand that ain't about the latest? It's about serving the greatest. Oh, y'all. Ooh, that's a good one too, God. <laughs> It's not about the latest. It's about the greatest of who we serve. Because once you serve the greatest, he will give you the latest and you don't have to worry about anything. Oh, y'all don't hear. That's a good one. Holy, that's a good one. <laughs> Do y'all understand it? Do y'all catch that? Catch that? See, when you know who is the greatest, which is God, Elohim El Shaddai, the one that's sitting on the throne that's in heaven, he can give you the latest of everything that you need and what he needs for you to have so that you and him can stay connected. Y'all, okay, let let me get off of that. Let me go back. Let me go back. Okay, let me stay focused. All right. Now, and it says in verse two, he said, behold, now, my lords, turn in, I pray you into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet and ye shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, nay, but we will abide in the streets all night. Oh, Jesus. Verse three, and he pressed upon them greatly and they turned in unto him and entered into his house and he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread and they did eat. Verse four, here we go. But before they laid down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round both old and young all the people from every quarter verse 5 and they called unto lot and said unto him where are the men which came in to thine this night bring them out unto us that we may know them oh this is not not good verse 6 and lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him. Verse seven, and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Verse eight, behold, now I have two daughters which have not known men. Let them, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only until these men do nothing For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Do you understand? Lot knew 
the two angels were of God. He knew that so much well that he did not want them to be harmed. Now, he would sacrifice his two daughters. Do you understand that during that time, Solomon and Gomorrah had so much immorality in the sexual nature? It is not good to have these things going on. But this was what was going on during that time period. And do you understand that God had Lot there? And as Lot was there because he chose it, he knew the significance of who these people were, who the two, who the two angels were. He knew that. He would sacrifice his own daughters. And I understood at first when I read this and I had to go back and go back and I was like, man, how could you do that? But then think about it. You knew these were of God. He knew these, these two men were of God and he knew what they were, the, the crowd was capable of. He knew the evil that was dwelling outside the doors. So much so, unspeakable things were going on. Do you understand? It is so much symbolism in these times. So much of what we're starting to see geared up. Now, just like it was back then. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, you think it's bad. And in in hindsight, it's going to get worse. This whole entire way of Solomon and Gomorrah It's getting so bad that even it will be unholy alliances, unholy matrimonies, unholy relationships going on. And even now it is going on. And we need to understand, stop not talking to your children. Stop not telling them about God. Stop not sitting there and being at home, but not introducing God and seeing who God is in their lives. Stop not just giving them the iPad, the 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 TV, the the phone, and all these different electronical devices, and keeping that's what's keeping them. Why won't you sit there and give your children time? To learn who God is and and know who God is and let them know that they need a relationship with him immediately. Not, not, not tomorrow, not next week. I'm talking about now. So going back, I would not want nothing to happen to Lot's children. Nothing to happen to lost daughters. But also, I would not want anything to happen to God's angels either. 
Do you understand? The sin is becoming great in Sodom and Gomorrah. Where else is it becoming like that? United States. A lot of sin around the world is becoming so much in God's face. And you turn your back towards the way that God was loving and telling you to live. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's it's hard. I know it would have been hard for me to even say that to to um to the crowd because those are my babies. But I wouldn't want nothing to happen to God's angels because do you understand? If something happens to them, you know for a fact your life is done. Lots of life. Lot, lots. Whole entire life done. Let's go. I cannot. I cannot fathom how bad we're starting to see it come to fruition. But I'm telling you, it's got to be hard on Lot to have to deal with that. To know just how unholy and unrighteous you live in and dwell in a place. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let's continue. Verse 9, and they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn and he will needs be a judge. Now we will deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. Verse 10, but the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut to the door. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11, and they smoked the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great. So they were wearied themselves to find the door. Do you understand that as Lot is trying to be able to do what's right, even the enemy got so mad and upset that through these people, you need to understand it's not the person, it's the spirit behind them that they're serving. And it made them want to come in and kill Lot. But before they could do that, do you understand that they were able to, the angels were able to pull Lot back in and shut the door? And also give the people out in near the door blindless. Y'all, this is, understand, this is, paraphrasing you need to understand this is something that we need to understand stand up for what is right irregardless of what we want to know it's about God 
It's about what we represent, and that's God. Let's continue. And it says, verse 12, And the man said unto Lot, Hasten thou here, any besides, son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters, and whosoever thou havest in the city, bring them out of this place. Now, you see the warning. This is a huge warning. And the men said, let me say this, let me, let me read it one more time. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whosoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. Verse 13, for we will destroy this place because the city, because the cry of them is wax great before the face of the Lord and the Lord have sent us to destroy it. Jesus. Verse 14, and Lot went out and spake unto his son-in-law, which married his daughters and said, up, get you out of this place for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-law. Verse 15, and when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the inquirable of the city. 16, and while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters. And the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without, without the city. So that means that they were able to take their hands and take them out of the city in such a, a great, great fleeing away. And verse 17, and it came to pass that when had brought them forth abroad, that he said, escaped for thine life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest thou be consumed. This is number two warning. Let me say that. Let me read that one more time. Let me read it again. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest thou be consumed. That means that go to the highest point. Come on now, y'all don't hear me though. Go to the highest point. Don't stay down here. You need to elevate. You need to climb. You have to go to a different destination. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Don't know. Y'all don't hear me. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Yeah, shake it. Oh, yeah, shake it. We cannot stay in the same state we're in. We have to keep going. We can't stay here. You cannot stay in this environment, in this surroundings. You have to leave. 
You cannot be around the certain people. You cannot be able to stay in the sin you're in. You have to leave. You have to change your mind. You have to change the way that you are because God is telling you to leave. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. Yeto shikere. Yeto yere shikere. Yeto shikere. Yeto shikere. Heed the word of the Lord when he tells you, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. We don't want to be the lesson. We need to have the Bible to teach us the lesson we're not supposed to be. Y'all don't hear me. God. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Do you understand? You can't stay in the same state you're in. You have to be able to change. You have to shift. You have to do what God says do. I cannot stay in the same state that I was in last year because God can't be able to prove me. He can't be able to come in and cut me. He can't be able to take the sin out, the infection that I've been able to obtain from last year and still be able to operate within me. Y'all don't, ooh, y'all don't hear me though. When God tells you to move, move. When God tells you to elevate, you have to elevate. You have to get to a certain point in order for you and him to talk just like Moses. Oh, y'all don't see that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, shake it. Yeah, yeah, Glory. We cannot stay where we're at. We can't be content. I'm not content where I'm at. I'm not content that I'm sitting here. I can't do that anymore. I have to be able to sit there and say, Lord, what do you have for me to do? Lord, do you need for me to change and have to be able to go and do this or do that? Or I need to be able to slow down here and I can be able to fast here and I can be able to pray here and I got to meditate here and I got to be able to know my destination here, but I need to go ahead and move over here. Woohoo! Man, tight but right. Tight but right. Mm, my God. Mm. starting with the 18th verse and lot said unto them oh not so my lord what verse 19 behold nigh thy servant haveth found grace in thy sight and thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hadst shown unto me and saving my life and i cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and i die Come on now. Verse 20. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape. Heather, is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. See, y'all want to choose a destination. Because you think, Oh, in the mountain, I'm just going to perish. The mountain, I'm not going to be able to live. The mountain, I'm not going to be able to dwell. But do you understand? I see the little, 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 little city over there. Can I be able to go over there? Can, can I, you know, you've given me this mercy. Can I go over there? Can, can I, can I? Please, can you? What Will you? What that sound like? That sounds like Abraham. Y'all, 
Jesus. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. 21st verse. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. Mm, come on now. He giving him mercy and grace and letting him choose his destination. This time, he's letting him, God is letting him. Through the angels choose the destination and giving some type of clarity and understanding where he needs to go. Y'all, we, we get to that moment. You, you know that moment, that aha moment where, you're, where you're, your mind is clear. Like, okay, God, I know I got to do this. I know I got to go over there, but I know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know I got to do it. Face my fears, sink or swim. I got to do it. I'm proud of him. I mean, that's some clarification right there. That's okay. And see, it goes to 21st verse. And he said unto them, see, I have accepted thee concerning this thing. Also that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. 22, hasten thee, escape hither. For I cannot do anything till thou be come hither. Can't do nothing without them leaving. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. 23rd verse. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. 24th verse. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah. Brimstones fired from the Lord out of heaven. Mm, 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 mm. Now, let me uh say this. Do you understand that why does it take for so much to come and God sit there and he's been able to be merciful and kind and I mean do what I mean all of that and we still ain't listening. Mm. What? No, as soon as God came, no, mm-mm, I'm out. <laughs> but we start, you understand, it's like the mindset. It's like, wait a minute, okay. You know as well as I do. When God says something, he speaks, you listen, and you move out. And I love how at least God was able to, through his angels, see the clarification and say, okay, I won't destroy that little little city over there but you need to you need to you know be gone hurry up get to your destination in order for me to start do you understand that some of us we haven't even started what god told us to do Mm. obedience has not been our whole entire character so I'm going to say this, get to your position, wake up, get up, and move. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't know who this is for, but wake up, get up, and move. What what, what, what do you mean? Uh-uh. God already told you what you need to be doing. You need to wake up, get up. 
and move. Stop playing. Stop chucking and jiving. Move. God already gave you what you need to do. Now do it. Now, I'm looking up Zor, which is one of the five cities of the plains. The others being Sodom, Gomorrah, Amrah, and Zerbom. Known in the biblical facts that Zoran diverts from, ten references. And all quite possibly barren of definite geographical information. <laughs> Post-biblical history evidence, indecisive as it is, has strongly influenced most modern scholars. Who located Zorn south, southeast corner of the Dead Sea near the edge of the barren satin plain called Sarpak. Do you understand? Even though it's a small destination, it doesn't matter destination as long as God lets you get there. Let me say that one more time. Yo, Godly. <laughs> I don't care if it's big, if it's small, as long as God lets you get there, as long as God is the sojourner of your whole entire path, why won't you go? Ooh, mm -mm. Why won't you go? And it means small. Zora means small. But what does it say in the word? Do not despise small beginnings. Jesus. Do not despise the small beginnings. Do not despise what God has put in you. What God let to be able to stay within you. That is holy and righteous and being able to do what he says do. I don't care even if it was just a little bit. Okay, I'm going to say this. I was able to listen to one of the many men of God on today. And I had to pause some things because I was like, okay, let me listen. And he told of him being in hell for 23 minutes. And when he said what he said, do you understand my whole entire being cringed? And it was noteworthy. You need to go look at it. Need to go listen. 23 minutes in hell. And he described it so vividly as a vision that do you understand hell was not for us. It wasn't meant for us. It says in the word of God, it was meant for the demons and his, his angel and his, his demons, Satan and his demons, excuse me. And but what profound me is that even though it was 23 minutes, do you understand this man didn't do it because he had money. He had tons of money. He did it because he quit his job, really lucrative job, six figures, all of that. He quit it because he knew that's what, what God was calling him to do. It may have been small, but yet and still he has made sure that it has become great so everyone can hear what God has been able to do in his life. Do not despise the small beginnings that God has given you. And when he has been able to help you to be sojourn to that destination, beat the feet. 
Get going. Do what God says do. Amen? Now, and he overthrew those cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of the cities, that which grew upon the ground. That was the 25th verse of the 18th chapter of Genesis. The 26th verse. This is one of the critical things that we don't need to do. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And I thought about that. And I still think about it. And the pillar of salt is still there today. She's still there. She's there as a testament to what God told you not to do. And I'm, I am honestly, when you have a whole lesson in the word of God, I mean, all these 66 books, they give you what not to do and what to do. And then they give you the uh uh-huh moments and the whoa, and then the what, and then the huh. What, what do you mean? What do you mean, Pastor? What, what I'm telling you is that when you're reading the word of God, it gives you some moments like, wow, what were they thinking? And then it gives you some points like, man, God is deadly. And then at the same time, you get to that point like, that's savage. But that's what God does. That's what, who, who he is. That's, that's, and then, I mean, Jesus does the same thing. Turning over tables. And I mean, if you really, really get into this word, you know, this is the best of 66 books and it will confound you. It will make sure that your soul and your consciousness and everything within you is right with God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When Lot's wife looked back, I thought about all of the things that she should not have done. That she could have sat there and said, well, I'm, I, you know, it could have been, well, I don't know if we're going to have an, uh, another home. It, it could have been, well, we could, you know, this and that. You never know why she looked back. But it's the fact that, from the son-in-laws to his wife, everybody had a choice. Even their daughters, every even lot, everybody had a choice. And when God told them, the angels told them before they left, do not look back. But she looked back. And on today, I'm going to tell you, don't look back. Don't go back into the sin you used to be. Don't don't even to the point. Don't even fantasize. Don't even know if it comes into your mind and heart, cast it out. Well, you know, I should pick up. Nope. Mm-mm. See, the Holy Spirit will sit there and tell you, nope, don't do it. Why are you going to go back to something that almost sat there and killed you? Both physically and spiritually. Let me say that one more time. Why are you going to go back? Because the person have changed. No, the person ain't changed. Situation ain't changed. It's just a different time. It's just a different way of them. No, 
It, ain't, it, it didn't get any better. Don't go back to what you used to do. God took you out of it for you to heal, to, to, to learn from Lot's wife. And I was looking at like, she was turning to salt. I mean, we're made of H2O. And do you understand? We're supposed to be the salt of the earth, not the sugar. But also at the same exact time, do you understand that most of these minerals, most of these chemicals that were being, having this existence coming down from heaven, they have been able to analyze it and it's not from this earth. <laughs> it's nowhere near. It, I mean, this stuff is crystallized. Some of it is, is just burning hot. And to have a human being to witness all of that, that has to be, I would say, the most uncomfortable, scary, horrific thing that she could have ever done. You love sin that much to look back and be disobedient. It's coming a time where... Men and women of God, we're going to put a pin in this. I got a couple of more, but men and women of God, we need to go in and talk to God. I mean, honestly, some soul searching, you know, talk, I mean, sitting down, conversation, I mean, some, some prayer closet type of talking and know who God is get healed from a lot of different things, get healed from a whole lot of, a whole lot of stuff that you went through, get healed and don't go back. Don't, don't even entertain it. But most importantly, we need to honestly, truthfully sit there and talk to God about everything and know that he is there for us. And I have things going on in my life that I have to pause and say, wait a minute, didn't God say, what did God say? And I looked at that today while I was, uh, went into the thrift store and a book said, what did God say? So on today, I want to let you know, what did God say for you? What did God, um, do and say that you need to know on today. And as I'm saying this, if you did not have accepted the Lord Jesus into your life, go to Romans 10, 9, and 10 and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised for the dead. And this is just the start. So with confession, his mouth is made into salvation. But it says also in the scriptures, you know, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And also verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. 13 verse, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is just the beginning. There is more for us to do. Changing our outlook, changing the way we, we dress, changing 
all these different things, change is good. We don't want to stay the same. We don't want to stay stagnant. We don't want to, we don't want to do that. We want to keep doing what God tells us to do. Amen. And I want to say this, like I said, if you have any questions or concerns, please reach me and thank you for listening. And if you like what you've heard, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms such as YouTube. I do have one up. And if you enjoy this, please, please leave a five-star rating. This will help me reach more people. And if you have any questions or comments, Please find me on Facebook. It is written at L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. It is written. Please. And thank you for the ones that have been been my listeners for a long time. And thank you for the ones that taken a chance on me. I know that, you know, all of us have been busy, but... Thank you. And once again, we are at this again and know that God is so good. He has been the best that we can ever know. But don't let hmm, these Bibles, stories, these, this written word, let this be the lesson and not you the lesson. Not having God to say, you know, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I know you're not. Don't let it be that. Let it be that you learn from the word of God and not, not you be the lesson. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Konosamida. Anyo.